There's a famous Gemara, famous Gemara Nebuchadnezzar Zorah, where the Gemara Nebuchadnezzar Zorah describes a very interesting scene. The Gemara talks about a choyla, somebody that's in bed, Shriv is about to die, his time on this world is coming to an end. And the Malachamoves is hovering over this human being. Says the Gemara by the Zorah, the Malachamoves is hovering over him. Mole Einayim. He's full of eyes. Full of eyes. Thousands of eyes. Adkan Loshna Gemara by the Zorah. Dalikach Sam Saifa brings from his Rebbe of Nosan Adla. Pshat in this Gemara. That when a person looks at something he shouldn't, he looks at something that he shouldn't be looking at, he creates one of those eyes that are in the Malach Amoves, and when a person is sick and he's about to die, he sees that creature that he himself created with all of the histaclus, all of the reyes, all the things that he saw that he shouldn't have done, or in that creature hovering above him, and as the Gemara says, he shakes, because he realized, that he was the one that created that item. And you know, sometimes a person will look at something that he shouldn't be looking at, and it's done already. Alright, I did it! It was last week, it was a month ago, it was this morning. Say no! I looked already, it's done! It's over! Say no! It's done! Over! But it's not true. According to this Pshat in the Gemara, what you look at stays there. And until you massacre it, until you fix it up, it remains in the Malach HaMovis waiting for the day that you die. Now what does this mean? That was something that we look at remains there. What's the Pshat? So I want to tell you an unbelievable Gemara, Kedushin, Dav, Payim, and Arafat. The Gemara tells us, I'm not going to quote the Gemara, we'll just go through very quickly a summary of the Gemara. The Gemara talks about certain of the Tanoim and Moroim that would laugh. They would joke at people that were doing Averis and Inyoni Arayas and big deal! Why are they doing these Averis? No! What's the matter with them? And there was a Kidrig in Shamayim, how can they make fun of those people that do these Averis? And it was decided that these people need an Asayim. That these Tanoim, these Amorayim that were making fun of other people who were falling in this very Avera need the temptation being done to them to see how they would last. And the Gemara continues that what happened was that the Sultan dressed up as the most beautiful woman that ever walked on planet earth and tried to tempt these Tanoim and they tried this way and they tried that way again. Ayn Shaman the Gemara until eventually a Basko came out and said, okay, then the Sayyid is done, it's over, they passed. Asks the Ben Ishchai and the Ben Yoda, famous Kasha, if he was trying to tempt these men, he was trying to tempt these Sadiqim, what's the Pshat? He had to dress up as the most beautiful woman. Just bring the most beautiful woman there. Why did he have to dress up? Said the Ben Ishchai, the Ben Yoda Pshat in the Gemara is, because if they would have looked, and it would have been a real woman, there would have been a connection, an everlasting connection that would have lasted forever. And that's something that the Rabbanishim didn't want them to cause. We don't realize, but when we look at something, it's there forever. 
Yes, we could do tshuva. <coughs> yes, we can try and be mesak in it. But lemaisu, it's there. There's a moed kechidusha goddess lemarial in the dorm of Chofam and Aleph, where he explains pshat and chazal kelatsoifu benoshim, person that's staring, looking at women. Soifu bole de averes says the maral ki hariyah chibu el aisha. The re'iyah, the looking, the staring that you do, causes a connection to that woman. There's a Targum Yonis in Benazil, Horatius Memtes, Bosig Yudbeis, I read you like this, My Yoin Hinun Enoi, the Malko Meshicha, Kechamra Zakicha, Min Lemechme Gilur Irian. What does that mean? It's the Lashon of the Targum Yonis in Benazil, and I'll explain it, I'll translate it, Perish. How beautiful are those eyes of the Melech HaMashiach like clear wine because they did not look at Gilu Arayas. Well, Moshe Shapiro Zatzal explains Pshat in these words of the Targum Yonison. And he says, you see from here, you see Noira, such a scary thing. That if a person looks at Arayas, a person looks at that which he shouldn't, his eye, as we explained last week, there's a type of Gila Rais that a person can do with his eyes. He can be the Zana with his eyes. Says Moshe Shapiro Zatzal, the Istaklis that he does is clear in his eyes. That if you look, it's recognizable. In his eyes. The eyes that benefited from sights that he shouldn't have are different eyes. They're not as clear. They're not as pure. Rabbi said there's a Modic in Gemara in Yuma defined Daladom and Base. Where the Gemara tells us as follows. The Gemara quotes a Pasuk and says, What's the Pshat in the following Pasuk? Toiv mare einayim mehalech nefesh. Better is the sight of the eyes more than the walking of the soul. As I fit the Gemara in Yuma and Daladom at base. What's Pshat? I'll tell you Pshat in the Pasuk. Says Rebish Good is the sight of the eyes of looking at a woman more than the Meiser itself. Unbelievable. That means a person gets more Hanar from looking at something he shouldn't more than doing the Meiser itself. Asks Revolb and Ali Shaw, what's Pshat in this Gemara? What does it mean? Looking at something is worse than the Meiser. How can it be? Talking. Says Revolb and Gavaldi Yisoyed which has been proven in psychology that the imagination is incredible. And the imagination that we have fills us and builds up within us. If a person, Rahman Latzlan, does the Maisa, it's only the Maisa, and that's it. But when a person looks, there's no end to his imagination. And that's Hollywood, Rabbi Sai. That is Hollywood. Hollywood, what they do is and they know how to do this. They show us just about enough to get our imagination going. And then our imagination takes over. The Maisa is the Maisa. But looking, as Chazal tell us, as Revolva explains, Pshat in the Gemara, is worse because when you look, you imagine what could be, what might be. Toiv Marinayim Isha. Yosem Eguva Isha. You ever noticed? Probably not. You ever noticed when you walk past a building site? There's a building site of Goisha workers there. Helmets on, trying to build a building. And a woman wearing a very 
not long skirt walks past and all the goyim are like yes she walked past you she had legs that's how she walked past what are you looking at that's this chazal rabbi say the looking is worse than the maisa because the imagination is building up within us I asked once a group of bachrim about six or seven years ago I asked a whole group of bachrim maybe eight years ago I said tell me what's worse what's worse a movie a bad movie or a bad book with these in yonim obviously and they told me there's no suffix a bad book is much worse because a movie is the movie that's it Whatever you see is what it is. But a book is the imagination starts going. And that's what Chazal is telling us. Chazal is telling us that the imagination takes over. That's why looking is so bad. Now, just think for a minute. What's going on in your brain? A moment before you look at something that you shouldn't be looking at. Before you type those words into the screen. What's going on in your brain at that moment? There seems to be an untold promise. There's something here that's going to give you pleasure. There's something here that's going to give you something that you will enjoy. It's as if it's saying, Hey, I'm offering you something. What is it? You don't even know what it is. You can't even articulate it. Because if you would, you'd realize it's nothing. There's nothing really there. The eye is the most powerful salesman. It's telling you, look, just look. You'll be satisfied. And then you do. And then you realize that it's just emptiness. And as we say every year, it's like if a person is very, very thirsty. You're thirsty! You just ate that huge steak. Ah, Machaya! I need a drink to wash it down. And you take a cup of very salty water. Maybe for one moment. Maybe it quenches your thirst. But a moment later, you just need more liquid. That's what's going on. The eye is telling you, just look. Just give it one look. That's all it is. And then you'll be okay. No, no, no. Because once you've looked, it just doesn't stop. And you want more, and you want more. That's what it is. It's like the salty water. It's like a promise that never gets fulfilled. That's what the eye is telling you. Just look and everything will be fine. And when a person is married, then it's even worse. Because it came out of not of love for his wife. It just happens to be that his wife is the only person available. And then... Basically, your wife has to now compete. Your wife has to, your wife has to compete with total strangers and total fantasies that you have, which is total rubbish and total fakeness. Your wife now has to compete against that. Is that fair? Is that fair to her? She also has to do the laundry and cook and clean and look after the children and wake up in the middle of the night for the kids. Those people on the screen didn't have to do that. You're making your wife a competition to that, and that will never happen. Which means if that's what you're looking at, you will never be satisfied. You destroy the appreciation of your wife. So if that's what you want to do, Rabbi Say, start working on it now. If you want to have any appreciation to your wife, start working on it now. Rabbi Say, how many people sacrifice their wives, their children, and their family, their community, for what? For one miser of pleasure. I just had to do it. You destroyed your life. You destroyed your future. You destroyed everything. I recently had to deal with a Hasidic girl, one of the top Hasidic girls in a school in America. She was literally the top of the class on a very Hasidic school. 
And obviously as it all starts on social media which ruins people's lives and marriages. She met some guy from a different city and they got together. This, this, this Hasidish girl was engaged to a top Hasidish boy. This is what was going on. And it doesn't end there. I can go on and on on stories and different emails and phone calls that I get from various places. Rabbi said, I want to scream at these people. What are you doing? You're ruining your life forever for one moment of pleasure. And Rabbi said, applies to one of every single one of us also. Because we can ruin our lives for one moment of pleasure. We ruin our marriage. We ruin our appreciation of our wives. And so on and so forth. I want to move on to the claims that people make. And people say, I've had many people come and they say, you know, I must have had a pretty low level of this is what, you know, is inside me and this is what I want to do. And the answer is absolutely not. You're number one. You're not alone. This is a normal thing. Unfortunately, Digmar Numa tells us that they had to do it this way otherwise no one would have to give birth anymore. It's a normal thing. It's a tether. It's something that the Rabbani Shalom put into creation and put into our goof. And therefore... Number one, you're not alone. Many people experience it and everybody... This is what I've heard from almost every person that ever said it. No, but it's much worse by me. Much worse by me. So for that I answer the Ramban. The Ramban says, Without going into Arichas, the Ramban explains what is an Asoyan. What is a test? Says the Ramban, for example, I'm going to add these words to the Ramban. Imagine if you're a coach giving training, hockey, football... Soccer doesn't make a difference. And you are the coach. And there's one particular guy. You can see that guy. He's got so much potential. He's going to be the star of the team. He's going to be captain of the team. I need to make sure that he does his ultimate best. So I make him run around a few more times. A few more sit-ups. And he did, it's not fair. Why am I treated worse than everybody else? So like, no, no, no. It's because you have more potential. So I'm putting you to the test. Says the Ramban. And is saying... Is a test for us to be able to elevate ourselves. And the stronger the test, the more the Rabboi learner believes in us. The harder it is, and I've heard this so many times, no Rabbi, but my me, it's worse than anybody else. I'm telling you I have it worse. If that's the case, then it means you have more potential than everyone else. It means the Rabboi learner wants you to raise up yourself more than anybody else. He gives you that science so that moment that you just accomplish that science and you say no and you don't type it in and you don't look and you close your eyes at that exact moment as Chazal tell us you're, you are on the same madriga as the Kohen Godel walking into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And the Siyat HaDishmaya that you get at that moment. The Koyach of Tefillah that Shubh Sarosh brings down. The, the, the tefillah that you can ask from the Rebbein Shem at that exact second of the Eislasos of an unbelievable Siyat HaDishmai that you said no that you rose up better than that I want a life where I appreciate my marriage I appreciate my wife that's what you do you say no you raise yourself up to a level that is absolutely incredible the Chavetz Chaim writes that in Ikvisa the Meshicha the Mulchama only gets stronger when the Yitzhahorah realizes it's almost over, we're holding there right now. We're holding in a situation where the Rabbi Shalom is giving us that final test. Right before Mashiach comes on the Gula, the Baishlishi, there's no more Malach Right before there's going to be that test. Take the test. Realize it. Rabbi Tzadik famously said that if a person realizes 
He wants to know what is his tachlis in the world. What is your purpose? What is your mission? Why you were sent down to the world? Ritzadik HaKoyim famously writes that if a person feels that it's a netiyah to a certain Aveira, it could be his entire tachlis that he was sent down to the world was in order to combat, to fight that one Aveira. That's the whole reason you were sent down as a Gilgal all over again. And if you don't do it, you're going to set, go, come back all over again. The person has to realize that life is full of challenges. It's tough, but life is full of challenges. And there are two ways you could deal with it. You can take it head on, you can rise up to the challenge, or you can take the easy way out, and you could just give in. Everybody likes running away from problems. Take the easy This one drinks. This one gambles. And this one looks at Dvarim Asurim. He looks at things he shouldn't. It's a way to soothe himself. It's a way to get out of his problems, to get out of his, you know, the comfort zone that he wants to do. But I say, grow up. Realize, yes, there are difficulties in life. Running away from it only makes it worse. Realize it's a challenge. Realize it's something that's a teva, it's a nature. It's something the Rabboni is trying to put into the world. And look at it as an opportunity. Look at it as an opportunity to grow. To rise up above everything that you saw. And the end Rabbi said with one last thing. The Rabbi Nishlam gives us eyes to see. How beautiful eyes that we have. Somebody once was at a blind center. And the manager gets, told, takes him around and he explains to him that there are three types of people over here. At this blind center. There are people that are blind from birth. They were born blind, they never saw in their lives. And then you have people that turned blind in their lifetime. And then you have children, young children, that eventually will be blind. These are young children with a disease that right now can see, but will eventually turn blind. This person who was there, who writes about his experiences, says, take me to the third group, take me to the children who can see, but will eventually be blind. I want to meet with them. So he meets with them and they're learning how to read Braille. They're learning how to get around without anything, without any help. And one child got up and he said while there were tears streaming down his face, he said, did you ever see a person with a gun pointed to his head? It's only a matter of time till he pulls the trigger and he dies. The child said, we're in that exactly the same situation. We don't know when it's going to be. It's the man left crying. He couldn't even speak. The next morning when he made the bracha Pankeach Ivrim, there was a totally different meaning. Those beautiful eyes that the Rabbani Shalom gave us are to look at the words of Torah, the words of Tefillah, the face of a Yid, the Shechina, everything we can look at. Let's use those eyes in the correct way. Next week we will continue.